Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, presented by Progressive Insurance, guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, and just excited to be here. Just thrilled to be with you. It's cold outside, a little crisp in the air. Got home, had a quick sandwich, raced down here to the basement, and I am ready to go. I have an update for you from Adam Schefter on the injury to Nick Foles from last night. I'll give you that in a second. We get to the insight on all the basketball wheeling and dealing that's coming fast and furious. Will James Harden be traded? Will Giannis Antetokounmpo get what he needs to stay in Milwaukee? We got NBA stuff going on. You know, the interesting thing, look, life in a pandemic in every way is awful. And the the pandemic obviously is terrible and, and, and people are dying and it's just awful. But from the impact that it's had on sports... One of the things that it has done is that by putting things at times of the year that you're just not accustomed to, I don't know, for some people, maybe it has seemed incongruous and less interesting. For me, it's been more interesting, like having the Masters in the middle of November. I loved it. Like I'm, I'm cold and it's at, and then the Masters is going on. I loved it. And just today, someone was like, well, we got to do something on NBA free agency and the draft is tomorrow. And I said, oh, yeah, we have to do something on NBA free agency and the draft is tomorrow. So everything being in a different place than you're usually accustomed to finding it, it's interesting because I'm the kind of person who usually, if anything is not in the place where I'm accustomed to finding it, it really bothers me. I I am the the sort who I've got my glasses sitting here and my phone sitting here and I've got my clock on this side of the computer. And if everything got reversed when I came down here tomorrow against my will, I'd be unable to do the show. But I'm digressing even before I begin. One way or another, I'm thrilled to be here, and that was a long way of just saying that. Here's the update that I have from Shefty, and it is good news from Chicago, because as as unimaginably terrible as their offense is, you never want to see anyone be seriously hurt, and the news on Nick Foles seems to be good. This is from Shefty. Now, 10 minutes ago, Bears head coach Matt Nagy said Nick Foles' hip and glute injury, quote, isn't as bad as we once thought. The Bears are on a bye and Foles will be day to day. Look, that's obviously first and foremost, very good news. You don't want to see him be seriously hurt. I know Nick is a great guy. Everybody who knows him loves him. So that's one of the complicated things about this job is that you have to separate the personal feelings from the professional criticism. The personal feelings are, I think he's a very good man. Everyone seems to love him. Everyone who knows him far better than I know him loves him. And he's had a very nice career that has included one... One unforgettable run, something for which he will be a legend for the rest of his life. He will be a legend in Philadelphia and really throughout the NFL for that Super Bowl run and for outdueling Tom Brady, of all people, in the biggest game of the year. So he will forever have that. So there's that side of it. And then there's the other side of it, which is he's just not an NFL starting quarterback. That's just the reality of the situation. And watching the Chicago Bears, the only thought I had watching that game last night was, I need to look at the schedule and just hope against hope that they don't have another national game because they cannot subject us to watching this offense last night. If you didn't see the game last night between the Bears and Vikings, let me tell you what you missed. The Bears got a kickoff return for a touchdown. They got an interception that set them up in chip shot field goal territory. Outside of that, they added three points. They had a 104-yard kickoff return. They had 149 yards of total offense. Their offense is so bad that I don't even really have words to describe it. I can only give you numbers, and that is this. Any of you who listen to me know just how disgraceful the New York Jets are and have been. 
Well, this season, Hembo sent me a list in all of the following offensive categories. Points per game, points per drive, yards per game, yards per play, first downs per game, third down percentage, average drive distance, and total offensive efficiency. The Bears are 31st in every one of those categories this year. The Jets are 32nd. Only the Jets are worse than the Bears. How this team was 5-1 and one at this point seems almost impossible to fathom. They're just unimaginably terrible. I have more numbers for you. The Bears, in their last four games, they were 5-1, and one, they're now 5-5. Five and five. In their last four games, they have punted 20 times. They have turned the ball over seven times. And they have scored four offensive touchdowns. That's just not bad. That's inept. And candidly, it's inexcusable. When you hire a coach for the express purpose of having him develop your young quarterback into the player you drafted him to be. And he not only doesn't do that, but switches quarterbacks to a guy who absolutely is not an NFL starting quarterback, and your offense is the second worst in the National Football League, that's the coach's problem. That's a coach problem. And the problem in Chicago is the coach every bit as much as it is anything else. The players aren't great. But the coach is responsible for a lot more than I think he gets the blame for. The whole world made this a Mitch Trubisky problem. And now they're going to make it a Nick Foles problem. Well, there's a thread of commonality between those two problems. And his name is Matt Nagy. I'm Greeny with you here, and I'm going to bring Swagoo into the conversation. Mark is joining me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil, based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. And Swagoo, I, I just want to throw a number at you. You play defense in the National Football League. Hembo sent me this note. We have the Bears, we, our analytics, as the number one defense in total efficiency under Matt Nagy. In the years that he's been there, number one, they're going to have zero playoff wins to show for it, and they have the second worst offense in the NFL. So take me inside the dynamics, the chemistry of a team where one side of the ball is as good as the Bears' defense, and the other side is as totally inept as their offense. It's a 100% divide, G. It's a disconnect. It's a finger-pointing environment. And I don't want to speak on what the Chicago Bears defenders are saying or are doing, but I know inherently you have an issue with what's going on on the other side of the ball because it is directly predicated on how you and your future is looked at and viewed. Um, I, I, I think people think a lot of times that you can kind of single out, right, the coaching or you can single out the players um, but a lot of things in the times happens. And like we're talking about Matt Nagy and Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky and the saga with the QB, where now you change, you have a change into the guard, and then you realize that only a few players in franchises are protected most of the time. And that's your star elite defensive guys. Um, and then if you have a quarterback or if you have a receiver, most of the time that's what it's supposed to be. So it's a lot of that going on right now. It's a lot of unsurety about the future. It's a lot of unsurety about the new head coach. If it's if that's going a change that's going to be made, you don't have a quarterback right now that you feel like for the future is going to put you in a in a in a situation to win unless something changes in free agency or you somehow get a draft pick 
or whatever. So a lot of dissension, G. It's a lot of that, man. Like these guys are watching and they are talking about the same things we're talking about. They are looking at this offense be inept. They are looking at this offense not produce yards. They are not giving up a lot of points to the opposing team, and they cannot get wins. It's frustrating, man. And when you when you are putting it on the line, when you're playing at an elite level, and you know as a unit that we, in particular, the, the 11 that's on defense at whatever time that is, are good enough to be Super Bowl contenders, to put ourselves in a position to win games, we're doing as much as we can possibly do to give the other side of the ball opportunities to score points and put them in good situations, and they're not producing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's divided, man. Like, we would love the, love the team aspect and the atmosphere and to say that, oh, everybody's fine and we're going to encourage each other and we're going to keep – and I'm sure some of that is going on as well. But in the grand scheme of things, when you look at how the different levels of how you're, you're playing – and showing up on Sunday as opposed to the other side of the ball, you can't help but think, man, these dudes, these dudes tripping. <laughs> Greeny with you. Seriously. That's extremely well put. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. That's, of course, Marcus Spears with me on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. On the flip side last night, Marcus, not only did the Vikings win their third straight game, but I'm just sort of mm. looking at the situation. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Listen to their next few games. They get Dallas... Carolina, Jacksonville, they still have the Bears again and the Lions again. You look at the way some, I mean, Chicago's falling like a stone. I, I think the Vikings have a very good chance to make the playoffs. What did you see from them during this three-game win streak, and do you think they can make a run? I think they can make a run, and, and obviously it's, Dalvin Cook has been phenomenal. Uh, last night, 30 carries, I think, for 96 yards, which in the grand scheme of things is not going to look eye-popping, but it was enough to keep Chicago's defense honest so so for, um, Kirk Cousins can get it to Thielen and Justin Jefferson in the play action being in the play. But, gee, the bottom line is this. Like, we saw this Minnesota team beat the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. I think we forget, man. We Like, we have and, – and that's – the whole conversation is going to come back to what it's always been about. Uh, when they're making this playoff run or even when they get to the playoffs, can Kirk Cousins do it? Right, the defense is not as good as they were um, last year in that run. Obviously, Daniel Hunter is not there, and you know they they have different pieces. But you saw last night that this offense can be elite if they are able to continue to run the football with Dalvin Cook, and even when that's taken away to a certain extent, you still have Thielen and Rudolph and Justin Jefferson who is emerging as one of the better wide receivers in the game, especially as a rookie. So, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's highly uh, logical. It's highly reasonable that the Minnesota Vikings get into the playoffs. And I know we say this, and it's cliche, and I know the Chiefs at times make us forget about this. But, gee, all you need is a good three hours on, on, on each playoff game, mm-hmm. right? So that's why people are so crazy about getting in. Like, I've heard all of this talk. And don't get me wrong, I'm in the same vein with everybody else about the NFC East. But the landscape changes in the playoffs, man. You are a you are a interception return for a touchdown away. You are a kick return away. So when when you bring up Minnesota getting into the playoffs, 
that could be very scary for people based on the personnel that they have offensively. And as long as Kirk Cousins can continue to lean on Dalvin Cook and he's in a position where he can make those plays to those weapons that he has on the outside, it will be a very scary team when the playoffs come. My boy, our boy, our guy, mm-hmm. R.C., has been on NFL Live for weeks picking the Minnesota Vikings to win games. And they've let him down. And then now that they on this win streak, you, I'm starting to see the things that he thought was going to come to fruition earlier in this season. It may just be coming late. And look, G, I played for Mike Zimmer. He was the defensive coordinator when I first got to the Dallas Cowboys, when I first was drafted there. Mike mm-hmm. Zimmer is a hell of a coach, bro. So when you get him into that situation, or if they are if they have a shot at getting into the playoffs, Minnesota has as much talent offensively as anybody else we've been talking about in the NFC. I agree. I was just sent a note here. This is very interesting. Uh, you're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio, and as we're talking, I, you may have heard that little ding because I forgot to silence my phone, but I'm glad that I did because – um, I look up and I see a note here uh, from Staloff that says Theo Epstein is stepping down. So I guess this is Ooh. significant breaking news. Theo Epstein, who is going to be a Hall of Fame baseball executive who led the Boston Red Sox, a team that hadn't won a World Series in 86 years to a championship uh, a generation ago, and then did the same in Chicago, a team that had waited even longer than that. He came to Chicago and built a champion with the Cubs. I'm just getting this note. Theo Epstein is stepping down. I will get you more information on that as quickly as possible. Some get my buddy Jesse Rogers on the phone stat as we will get you the information. Quickly, one more thing, Marcus, while I have you. I thought of you when I saw this story yesterday, and someone told me that you, were, you had posted some thoughts about it. James Harden has apparently turned down a contract extension that would have made him the first ever player to get paid $50 million in a season. And I just wonder, Swagoo, how would they have gone over at home with you if you had come home and said to your beautiful wife, you know what, they offered me $50 million and I turned it down? Gee, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally having anxiety right now. <laughs> I, I thought about that, and, and I was just, listen, man, I ain't ever been in that tax bracket to even have the ability to think about Mm-hmm. If I was going to turn down $50 million, not even think about it. Like, I don't even know how you get to the point of thinking about saying no <laughs> to $50 million that James Harden could potentially get from Houston. It's not like that franchise hadn't tried to do everything possible to get him there. They hired Silas Jr. to come in as a new head coach. If somebody offers you $50 million, gee, 50 million dollars and they want to build not not only the money they also want to build around you and try to help you win a championship and listen i said it too in my tweet james harden has the right to do what james harden wants to do i liken it to when we saw dave chappelle walk away from the chappelle show Mm -hmm. when he turned down all the money you just pray that he lands on his feet like Dave Chappelle has. Because if James Harden wants out of Houston, and I've been seeing the reports that he wants to end up in Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie, I don't know how many basketballs they're going to start playing with in the NBA for one. And the second thing is you are not guaranteed to win a championship hooking up with them. So if you don't win a championship, you can still make a lot of money. If you don't win a championship, you left Houston, 
and turn down $50 million in the possibility of them surrounding you and changing up what y'all do from a basketball standpoint to get to a championship, that's hard. That, 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 that is horrible for me to think about, G. I'm like, with you. It's hard. I, when, 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 I never want to be anybody but myself, G. But I, when I saw that report, I wanted to be James Harden to know what it feels like <laughs> to, to turn down to not even to turn down fifty yeah. million dollars. I'd like to know uh, it myself. Hey, very quickly, I don't know if you heard it, but but when Jalen was on today uh, on Get Up during one of the we do, we do mostly football today, and Swagoo, of course, was mm-hmm. with us. But I asked Jalen. Jalen said he doesn't see any way in the world they make that deal if Kyrie Irving isn't in it going the other way. So could you imagine if the Nets wind up trading Kyrie Irving before he and KD ever play a game together? I, it, would be, it would be catastrophic because all of the talk about what the Nets did in, in, in the offseason, acquiring Steve Nash as the head coach, was a decision that was basically made by Kyrie and KD. So – we get to a point now where we hear like James Harden obviously changes the landscape. G when you hear that he wants to get out of Houston, that changes everything about a lot of teams plans and what they had planned on doing. Right. Because Mm -hmm. he's that type of player. As much as we can criticize James Harden, James Harden is elite at playing the game of basketball. But if that was to happen and Kyrie was shipped off, I would be sitting – I wouldn't even want to be on Get Up. Hmm. I would want to hear you and Jalen and Woj and Jay Will and whoever else talks basketball tell me what the hell Kyrie Irving is going to say <laughs> and do if that ever transpired, man. Now, all intents and purposes, you would hope that James Harden would end up there without them having to send Kyrie, but I'm with Jalen. I don't know if there is any other value – outside of Kyrie and obviously KD, who they who they are not going to put in any trade package that is valuable enough for you to acquire James Harden without you sending a marquee player. We need to set aside time every week just to have Marcus talk hoops because nobody knows more about it and loves it more than you do. Big fella, thank you. We'll see you at 4 o'clock today on ESPN for NFL Live. All right, G. Take care, brother. Appreciate you. You got it. Marcus Spears with me here, and I invite you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We'll do the calls a little later. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is heating up, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Again, more on this big story that is developing literally as we speak The Chicago Cubs just tweeted Theo Epstein will step down from his role as president of baseball operations effective November 20th and depart the organization after nine seasons. Jed Hoyer, who has been there as long as as Theo has and has been the general manager, um, will now become the president of baseball ops. I'm reading this now from Jeff Passan in a letter sent to his friends. Theo said, um, next summer will be my first in 30 years not clocking into work every day at a major league ballpark. So that would be in in response to the idea that maybe he winds up with the Mets, who now have very deep pockets uh, in the person of Steve Cohen or the Phillies or some other place. But again, the story here, Theo Epstein, who is really an an iconic figure, who won the two biggest championships that the sport has seen in the last half century. I mean, what championships have been bigger in Major League Baseball 
than the Red Sox when they finally did it, the first one in 04, ending that 86-year stretch, and then building the Cubs into a champion for the first time they had done it since 1908. So um, that's Theo Epstein, who is on his way to the Hall of Fame. I, I have no doubt that he will wind up being the GM somewhere else again at some point. He's saying it won't be next year. We will get more information on this as we go. We're just getting started. We haven't even gotten to the hardened trade yet, but there's plenty there. And when a coach has to say we are not embarrassed, you know everything has gone completely wrong. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Oh, lots of fun we're having here at half past the hour. I told you when I came back to radio in this time slot that one of the things I was really looking forward to was following a bunch of breaking news. I've been doing mornings for 21 years. And as a general rule, players don't get traded and they don't get, um, you know, fired and all sorts of those. These kinds of things don't happen in the the hours that I was doing Mike and Mike or the hours that I do get up. But we've got a lot of stuff going on here and it's fun and exciting. Theo Epstein stepping down. I was just reading more into his quotes. He says he does anticipate having a third act in his general managing career, but he doesn't expect it to be this year. So at least his his public stance is that he expects to take this season off and then find another job, perhaps running a franchise the year after that. He will be extremely highly sought after. We'll bring Jeff Passan into the conversation in an hour to speculate about that. The other breaking news that I'm seeing, this doesn't quite qualify as breaking news, but Ed Werder just tweeted that Drew Brees is going to get a second opinion on his ribs, which are broken on both sides, and he has a, a, a collapsed or punctured lung. And that will be to determine whether or not he needs to go on IR. If he goes on IR, he has to be out a minimum of three weeks. Most of the people I've talked to said they think that it will be an extremely quick recovery if he's back at all this regular season. So that's six weeks. 
So we'll wait and see what happens with Breeze. But according to Ed Werder, he's getting a second opinion. Meanwhile, let's get back to the business that we have at hand. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. You're hearing a lot about wheeling and dealing in the NBA. And the biggest name, of course, is James Harden, who wants to go to Brooklyn. But I had Jalen Rose on Get Up this morning, and he said he doesn't see Harden going there. There, at least not with the two superstars who are already there. This was Jalen earlier today. I know that we're talking about Harden either wanting to go team up with Dan Tony with the Nets or with Daryl Morey again with the Sixers. But in a vacuum, I don't love it. Let me repeat that. In a vacuum, I don't love it. Now, if you're the Houston Rockets, you bet not be doing a deal for James Harden and don't include Kyrie Irving. So I don't see those three actually playing together. But if it does happen, here's what we're going to see. One guy with the ball and the other two guys watching. (laughs) That's that's extremely well put by my friend Jalen, as only he can. Look, when James Harden has the ball, everybody's watching. When Kyrie Irving has the ball, everybody's watching. I think Durant, who comes from the opposite of that, or at least most recently comes from the opposite of that, where he won a couple rings in Golden State where they move the ball as well as any team in the NBA has in years, I think that's what he would like. Now, here's what would work about it. Obviously, there's a long history between Harden and KD. You don't need me to tell you. They came up together in OKC, and they were young superstars together when that team went to the finals and lost to LeBron eight years ago. Harden was coming off the bench, and and KD and Westbrook were the superstars in Oklahoma City. So those guys obviously know each other, and they know each other's game. And if they want to be together, they want to be together. And the question is, where does Kyrie fit into that? Because you can have those two guys and put pieces around them. And Kyrie Irving, look, if you're asking me right now, if I'm a team, let's just use the Nets, or if I'm KD, forget the team. If I'm KD, would I rather play with James Harden or Kyrie Irving? Honestly, I'd rather play with Harden. I know that Harden has the reputation of folding in the postseason that he has, and Kyrie has the opposite. But if I'm KD, I'm not worried about that because I'll say, just give me the ball. Neither one of those two guys. Kyrie had an ability to come up big in the playoffs because LeBron was alongside him. James Harden has been the primary scoring option all this time. The, The pressure will not be on him in Brooklyn if he's got KD. So to me, if I'm KD and you gave me the option right now, I could either have James Harden or Kyrie on this team. I would go with Harden. I'd be interested to see if that's what winds up happening. So that's the basketball story, and we will go a little deeper into that with Zach Lowe a little later. The draft is tomorrow. There's all this basketball stuff going on in the middle of November that we're not accustomed to, and it's fun, so we'll see where it gets. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones, right? That happens. Now Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assurion.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. Right, I told you a few minutes ago that if a coach ever has to say the words, I'm not embarrassed, you know things have gone really bad. Well, Jim Harbaugh had to say those words when he was asked about his team's most recent performance. Here was Jim, the head coach of Michigan, a 97.1 the ticket yesterday. How do we handle it is uh, we get back to work. Uh, you know, we're not going to slow down. We're not going to, we're never going to stop. And uh, we're going to, uh, you know, keep, uh, it's not going to feel sorry for ourselves. Uh, and uh, I don't think there's anything to be embarrassed about. You just keep pushing, pushing forward. And yeah, there's some, there's some, uh, 
think people think athletic greatness is de- designed uh, defined by perfection. It's not. It's it's defined by overcoming obstacles and overcoming adversity. So as you asked me when you you know we first got on the on the phone here, uh, how was I doing? I'm attacking, and uh, same thing I want our players doing. So that's the right thing for Jim Harbaugh to say. And, of course, he's not going to say he's embarrassed. And I, knowing Jim as I do, I don't believe he is embarrassed. But the reality is this is a problem. What's going on in Michigan right now is just well below expectations. And I have been the one who has been actively defending him on TV and radio, saying part of the problem that Jim has had in his years in Ann Arbor are unrealistic expectations. If the expectation is win national championships routinely, then you've come to the wrong place because that's not what they do at Michigan. The last outright national championship they won was in 1948. They've shared one national championship since then. Bo Schembechler won zero national titles. So if that's the expectation, be in the playoff every single year, like Ohio State and Alabama are, that's not realistic. But that's a far cry, that expectation, from expecting to be in the game with Wisconsin in your own building in the second quarter. 28 nothing in the second quarter at home against Wisconsin is not an unrealistic expectation. That's not asking too much, not from Michigan or from literally anyone. So this has gone so far from where it was. This season has just been terrible. There's no other way to put it. It's been a terrible season in Ann Arbor. And it comes at a bad time for a variety of reasons. One of them is Harbaugh's contract is up after next season. So they either have to extend it or they have to part ways. You cannot have a lame duck head coach in college. He won't be able to recruit anybody. And that's the lifeblood of the team of the sport. So it'll be interesting to see what they wind up doing. I got a little behind on what I was planning to do, so I'm going to break briefly on that thought. But coming up next, I will tell you where I think he could go. There is a place that Jim Harbaugh, you know, going home for him was Ann Arbor. I've got another place that he could wind up that might also be considered going home. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, streaming on ESPN Plus. And a reminder that our show is a podcast every single day. That's called Hashtag Greeny. You can get it anywhere that you get your podcasts. I will also tell you that if it's Tuesday, it means a new episode of my podcast, my interview podcast, which is called I'm Interested. And my guest today, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. For those of you who are fans of, uh, of Chris Russo's, it is a very lively, as you would imagine, 40-minute conversation about his career and about sports. And so, again, it is called I'm Interested, and you can find it anywhere that you normally get your podcasts. All right, I just played for you a soundbite from Jim Harbaugh in which he said, I'm not embarrassed, and we're going to push forward, and athletic greatness is not about perfection. It's about overcoming obstacles. All the things that you say when your team is struggling as badly as his is. 
But I'm going to tell you right now that if this indeed is the last year for Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor, and it is starting to appear increasingly likely that that's the case, I have an idea of someplace he could go next. That would also be a homecoming. To set it up, I want you to hear John U. Bacon, who was on the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday, talking about what the NFL's level of interest is in Harbaugh despite his struggles. Listen to this. Chicago Bears would be potential candidates. The New York Jets, of course, that's another candidate there. They would probably pin their hopes on Jim's four years at San Francisco, where he took over a moribund program, got him to the the conference final three times, despite what happened in Michigan. So I would never, I would never doubt the NFL uh, would put in a bid for Jim. You can question the logic of it, uh, but that's probably how they're thinking. And I already know from better sources than yours truly that some have already expressed interest. So. He stole a little bit of my fire there by pointing out the team I was going to mention. But, of course, for Jim Harbaugh, Chicago would be a homecoming. Jim Harbaugh was drafted in the first round uh, by the Chicago Bears and played quarterback there for years, played under Mike Ditka, played well, wasn't a great player, was a, was a little bit at the time of a controversial player because um, there were ups and downs. But one of the things that I remember most vividly about Harbaugh as a Bear was how close he was to the McCaskey family. In fact, one of the things that people sometimes made a big deal of was that Mike McCaskey, who at that time, he's no longer with us, but Michael McCaskey, who was sort of the acting governor of the the McCaskey family, for those of you across the country, George Hallis's daughter, Virginia, married a man named Ed McCaskey, and the McCaskey family has now owned the Bears and operated the Bears for generations. And Michael McCaskey, who was the acting owner when Harbaugh was the player there, they used to make fun of how close the two of them were. They used to say that they would work out together, all, all kinds of things. So the, I'm, I'm not telling that story to make anyone feel or look bad. I'm telling it to point out how close the McCaskies were to Harbaugh. So if the Bears, whose team I think is hopelessly finished and who I think have their coach primarily to blame, decide to make a coaching change, And Michigan and Jim Harbaugh decide to shake hands and say, you know what, against all odds, this just didn't work out. Let's part friends. Do I think that a Harbaugh landing spot in Chicago would make sense? I do. I do. I think that's not impossible. And I'd like to hear what the Tom Waddles and and, and others in Chicago think of that. My buddies Waddle and Sylvie and, and the rest of the crew from ESPN 1000 in Chicago, I'd be interested to hear what they think of that idea. Jim Harbaugh possibly coming back to Chicago as the coach of the Bears. I would definitely consider that a possibility. One other thing I want you to hear before we finish up an hour. This was my favorite soundbite of the day. We'll make this Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. A story that that got so little attention when it happened that I didn't even know about it until yesterday is that when the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, beat the Chiefs in Kansas City whenever that was, four weeks ago, the only loss Kansas City has had this season, that apparently when the Raiders got back on their buses to go to the airport, they circled Arrowhead Stadium. They did a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium. And Andy Reid, just the reason I now know this is that Andy Reid commented on it yesterday saying, well, that's not the way we do things around here, but they won, they can do whatever they want. Very passive aggressive. So the straight talk will come from the opposing coach, John Gruden who explained why it happened and how it happened as only he can. Here's John. And you can find a smart Alec bus driver in Kansas City who made some snide comments when we got on the bus. Maybe that's why we drove around the stadiums to tick him off. 
You know, this is ridiculous. Next question. <laughs> John Gruden, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let me tell you something. Sneaky great rivalry. Sneaky great. John Gruden, Andy Reid. These are conversations I've had with Gruden and with Brett Favre. That Gruden and Reed were young offensive coaches, young, up-and-coming, brilliant offensive-minded coaches on Mike Holmgren's staff in Green Bay. And great quarterbacks, they make head coaches out of a lot of people. Great, the best thing you can be is attached to a great quarterback. Look at Adam Gase. He's been a head coach all this time. He's had, got two head coaching jobs out of coaching Peyton Manning. You think Peyton Manning needs a coach? I could coach Peyton Manning and wind up getting a head coaching job someplace. Adam Gase got a coaching job with the Dolphins and then with the Jets. But anyway, the point of it is that they, those guys were on the staff with Favre when Favre was the, you know, becoming the superstar quarterback. And Gruden has told me, and Favre confirmed it, of how incredibly competitive Gruden and Reed were with each other at that time. That basically they would each draw up all these plays, and they were very competitive over which ones Mike Holmgren put into the game. Holmgren, who himself had been a great offensive coordinator under Bill Walsh, Holmgren would choose plays. I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. And they would fight the two of them, Reed and Gruden. Uh, excuse me. Yes, Reed, Andy Reed, and John Gruden, going all the way back to then, were very competitive with each other about which guys' plays got more of in the game. And I guess Favre had a role in that. And Favre confirmed that when I had him on here a few weeks ago. So do not think that those things just go away. I think they're friendly with each other. I don't mean to say that they hate each other, but there's a rivalry with those two guys that goes back at this point 25 years. So Sunday night when those two teams meet again, this could be very interesting, especially after the Las Vegas Raiders victory lap around Arrowhead last time they played. And I'll say this too about the Raiders. If they should win this game on Sunday night, we will all have to start paying attention. My old buddy Mark Schlereth will join me live for the first time on this show next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.